lot and welcome to another episode of the Borough Breakdown podcast. We've got another signing to talk about. Matthew Hoppy joins Middlesbrough on a four-year deal from Real Mallorca, making it the second striker signing of the summer transfer window after Borough acquired the services of Marcus Force from Brentford. Now, Matthew Hoppy's career so far has been quite interesting. He started out at LA Galaxy in their academy, but only spent one season there before joining Strikers FC. He was there for two years before being picked up by the Barcelona Residency Academy in Arizona. And that's a sister academy, a byproduct, if you will, of the famous La Masia. And he actually had a trial at La Masia in 2019 with a few of his teammates. It was at the Barcelona Residency Academy that his position was changed. He was initially a number 10, a playmaker, an attacking midfielder. He then became a striker. And that turned out to be a really prosperous move for him because he then went on to score 29 goals in 23 appearances in 2018-19. Obviously, that goal scoring... um, prowess if you like in that season caught the attention of Schalke and he was picked up by Schalke entered their second team but if anybody has followed German football for the past couple of years you'll know how much of a basket case Schalke have been and that kind of played a part in well Matthew Hoppy's introduction and it was quite some introduction on his fifth appearance for Schalke he scored that hat-trick against Hoffenheim becoming the third youngest player in the Bundesliga to score a hat-trick at 19 years old and that was big for Schalke because they were rooted rock bottom of the Bundesliga of course they went on to get relegated but it ended a 30 game way for a win in that division and I remember seeing this because Bundesliga football was the first football that came back during lockdown and a few of their games were televised I remember seeing Matthew Hoppe and um, it was kind of everywhere because I feel like when anybody scores a hat-trick it's a big thing but then when it's somebody from a club that's in utter despair and it's a new name it's just amped up the attention just goes through the roof and yeah it it was a good hat-trick you know it wasn't a case of it being scrappy and it ricocheted off his backside or his knee it was a really really good hat-trick The first goal, a lovely chip over the keeper, the composure and and the calmness when played through on goal to do that, very, very impressive. The second one, rounding the keeper, slotting it home, no panic, no snatching at the shot, brilliantly uh, slotted home. And then the third one is a dink beyond the keeper. So not a very good day for the keeper getting chipped and then rounded. And then the third one's a dink beyond them. Uh, But it's a very, very good hat trick, it has to be said. Mia Klein, who was uh, or is the director of the Barcelona Residency Academy, said in an interview with First Time Finish that as a number nine, Hoppy is very creative and he can drive up people. He has obviously spoken to Middlesbrough in his first interview in the club colours. He did say that one of his biggest strengths is creating space for players. And I can definitely see that he's got good acceleration his sprint speed might not be lightning quick or particularly fast but he is quick off the mark which is good if Borough ever needs to play on the break which to be honest we probably don't need to do but if there's a Swansea for example who do like to try to strangle possession away from the opposition and I mean they're just pass merchants really they absolutely love um keeping the ball if 
Borough are in that situation where you do have a team, you, may, you might be up against it. It's a good plan B to have to send Matthew Hoppy through on goal because he does make those runs in behind. He has a tendency to curb his run sort of laterally from uh, right to left and then he will curl that run centrally to just go. And uh, as I said, he is relatively quick off the mark without being you know, a Dama Triori or anything. So it's, it's a good weapon to have in Borough's uh, armoury. In his career so far, he has averaged a goal every 269 minutes, which is very good. Um, a slight concern of mine, though, in regards to his style of play is that his dribbling can be a little bit clunky, shall we say. I spoke on the podcast where we were reviewing the West Brom game. The equaliser that we conceded came from Watmore not really having full control of the ball. It never felt like he was kind of that comfortable in in that dribble that he then went on to lose the ball in um kind of felt like the ball was almost stuck at his feet a little bit and I can kind of see that with Matthew Hoppy and it is reflected in the statistics as well in the 2021 season he attempted 1.91 dribbles per 90 but only successfully completed just over 31 percent of them and to put that into context the average dribble success for forwards in the whole Bundesliga that season was 48.6 percent so he's very much down on that dribble percentage and I definitely saw that when I was looking at clips of him he does seem a little bit awkward on the ball I would say which I mean I've spoken about him being a playmaker maybe that's something that has kind of gone away from his game a little bit but he is a pressing striker which is very good I do see him very much as a Duncan Watmore upgrade I don't think he's gonna necessarily score a bucket load but he's gonna be a hard worker and it's something that I've seen a lot from people that watch um US men's national team and have watched Matthew Hoppy at Schalke and at Mallorca as well. He will be aggressive chasing down those lost causes, which is very good. Um, if, for example, again, we're playing a Swansea, we're playing a possession-based team. Um, Swansea do like to split their centre-halves. I know I'm, I'm obviously making them out to be the, the the kind of golden example here, but they kind of are. You know, They split their centre-halves, Matt Grimes goes deep um, into a centre-back position and they do play it around. We've seen that last season. There will be other teams that are adopting that sort of style of play and it's good to have somebody that can really press the weaknesses of somebody's defence. We see what more do it and he's very good at doing that. But as we've talked about on the podcast, it does feel like he's very much an impact substitute. And just going back on his movement, he does remind me a little bit of Patrick Bamford in terms of his off the ball movement. Remember that goal on St. Patrick's Day against Derby in 2015, where it was a lovely reverse pass from Lee Tomlin and it was just a great pull off the shoulder of the defender from Patrick Bamford I do see that a lot with Matthew Hoppy he will want to get in behind and when he speaks about making space it's that movement off the ball that makes that space so he's I think he's kind of the foil to another striker and I definitely don't expect him to be first choice I would question whether he's even second choice to be honest but if he's playing in the team as I said he could be that good foil you know he could create space with his movement and I think he can be a decent finisher when called upon as well so the question is, where does he fit into this Middlesbrough team? Wilder said that Hoppy wanted to be the number 10, but that's reserved for another striker. It does feel as though the strikers that we brought in so far in both Marcus Force and in Matthew Hoppy are definitely not anywhere near the, I guess, the headline act, if you like. I definitely feel like there's that really big, really kind of... Um, dazzling striker if you like that's going to come in and be that outright number one but it's good to have these options in reserve and maybe even as a number two and 
you know, Marcus Foss, we've already had a, a video breaking him down, a portrait in the box. I see uh, Matthew Hoppy more as the, the what more replacement, somebody that is going to run and press and, and give absolutely everything. And it's a pretty big move for him as well. I've seen a lot of US men's national team fans and watchers say that he's maybe been a little bit badly advised. He should have stayed at Schalke. This will be his third club since 2020. So it is a big move for him to kind of set some roots down and settle. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. I hope that we're all happy for Hoppy and that he will end up being a success at the Riverside. But let me know what you think in the comments. Do you think that he is a good signing for Middlesbrough? Of course, if you're listening on the audio apps as well, please do give us a tweet or a Facebook post or a message or an email, the board breakdown at hotmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are about signing Matthew Hoppy and I'll see you on the next video.